This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John, and I'm sitting here at the table today with Aaron, as always. Aaron, what's going on, man? Hey, not much, John. I'm excited to be in here again. Had a great holiday. That's right. Uh, you know, so we're back in the studio recording. And today, I know we're answering a question that a lot of guys have. That's right. Absolutely. This is a very important one, guys. So today, let's jump right into it. Today, we are talking about how long does it take to become a pro wrestler. So one of the one of the really the most common questions asked by brand new people who are looking, you know, if you're going to Google and you're trying to type in something about becoming a pro wrestler and you have no knowledge whatsoever, that might be one of the questions that you're going to type in there and I don't blame you because it's one that I would like to know as well. So how long does it take to become a pro wrestler? Um, I'll tell you right now, I mean, a very standard answer to this question is probably going to be uh, three months to a year. And then at the end of that, we're going to add a, but it depends. Right. You know, and I'm going to tell you right now, that is true. You know, the fact is, though, there should be a much more standardized way to determine how long it takes to learn the fundamentals of pro wrestling. I think that we can come up with a timeline and properly let you know exactly how long it's going to take for you to at least learn the basics. And from there, you know, some people are absolutely naturals when it comes to pro wrestling, and they can lead right into a career right there where they're still learning along the way, but they have the basics, they're ready to go. Some people learn the basics, and they have it almost like learning something out of a textbook, but they don't exactly know how to apply it yet. Yeah. So everybody's a little bit different, but what I'm trying to get across is I really think there should be a more standardized way of telling you how long it takes to learn the essentials. So, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um you know, it's honestly not as hard as some might think to become a quote-unquote pro wrestler, okay? Now, I really want you to hear that, like I put that in quotations, but uh, um, when I say that, I'm talking about literally slapping on a pair of boots and hearing the ding-ding of the bell. You know, it's really not that hard to get to that point, and I think it should be a little bit harder, just a little bit. A little more quality control didn't hurt nobody, okay? That's what I'm talking about, so... You know, in a very early episode of this podcast, Aaron and I discussed the top five things that you must master to make a career out of pro wrestling. Today, I'm going to revisit some of those and hopefully simplify and explain them better than ever. And guys, I know off the top of my head, that was episode two. So if you want to scroll all the way back, and please do, if you haven't heard it already, go. if you're a brand new listener to this podcast, you're just jumping in right now, I encourage you to go back, listen to all of them, but listen to episode two, okay? The top five things that you have to master to become a pro wrestler. We're going to revisit some of them today, but in that episode, I'm very straightforward, very, very detailed with exactly what each individual topic means. Today, I want to talk about it more like, like a friendly conversation and really get into it, okay? Before we move forward, I want you to head on over to Facebook. I want you to type in at How to Become a Pro Wrestler, and I want you to join our private Facebook group. All you got to do is drop us your email, answer a couple questions, and you're in. You can talk directly to myself. You can talk directly to Aaron and all your peers that follow along with the podcast and all the other cool stuff that we got going on. All right, so let's jump right into it, okay? So right off the bat, I want to talk about learning to move, all right? That's how I'm going to describe it today, learning to move. I'm not talking about learning the moves. I'm talking about learning how to move. 
Step one of becoming a pro wrestler is mastering the basics of the ring, starting with getting in and out of the ropes themselves, all right? It should start right there. Yes, that is something that you should be learning at any respectable wrestling school. How do I get in and out of the ropes? How do I get up and down off the apron and step through the ropes comfortably without tripping myself up, without looking weird or, or, or off-putting or anything? How do I look more comfortable stepping in and out of the ropes off the apron? That's something that should be taught, ladies and gentlemen. So that's where we always start in pro wrestling. When I teach somebody about strength, when I'm coaching people about strength or whatnot, I always tell them that strength starts from the ground up. So we start at the feet. We start at the ankles, the calves, the knees, the hamstrings, the quads. Then we get into the hips. We start at the ground up. Pro wrestling is the same way. So yeah. starting ground up in pro wrestling is literally starting from outside the ring on the ground before you even get to the apron. So that, that's very, I'm very passionate about that. So after you've gotten inside the ring, it's time to learn how to move. This journey typically begins with rolls, ranging from the standard front roll, we got the one-arm roll, we got back rolls, and we got various other rolls in between, okay? This is the tumbling aspect of pro wrestling, and it is crucial for looking like a fluid athlete with body control and knowing exactly where you are inside that ring at any time. We call that Ring positioning, okay? Knowing where you are, knowing that if you take a front roll from this position, I'm not going to end up with my feet tangled in the bottom rope on the other side of the ring. I'm not going to end up too cl close to the turnbuckle. I mean, when you really get down to it, I know that in Mexico, this is a huge, huge, huge thing. When you take moves, when you take rolls down there, a lot of times they consider some of the rolls to be more bump than anything else. So like sometimes in Mexico, you take an arm drag, you go through it in more of a rolling motion, and the amount of time that it takes you to roll off your shoulders, hit one mat on the ground, push yourself back to your feet, that's all about timing and ring positioning so you're prepared for whatever your opponent has next for you. So it's, it's very, very important learning not just how to roll, but how to roll to where you're not getting tangled up in the ropes or getting too close to the corner or too close to the sides or wherever. You want to be ring positioning at all times. All right. So once you move past that tumbling aspect, you'll find yourself learning to bump and to feed. So bumping is really any situation where you come into contact with the canvas. So even like I was just saying, rolling is a form of bumping. Okay. Don't, don't get that confused. Hitting the ground in, in some way and causing some impact to your body, that's a bump in pro wrestling. They don't, they're not always pretty. They're not always clean. But a lot of times we want them to be more pretty and clean just to keep yourself safe. Okay. So, so bumping is any of those situations where you're hitting the canvas. Now, this could be back first, this could be face first, or even from a full flip, okay? These things are going to teach you what to expect from the various pro moves in pro wrestling and how to absorb that impact properly across your spine, keeping your body safe. So when I'm doing you know, a standard flat back bump, I'm landing with my palms down, with my arms completely extended straight out from my body, my upper middle, lower back, and my arms and palms all hit the ground at the exact same moment with my, ten, my chin tucked to my chest to where all that impact is spread out evenly across as much surface area as possible. So that's how we stay safe in something like a back bump. And then once you learn that, you have to translate that to all the other bumps. That goes directly into the flip bumps and, and even your rolls and your one-arm rolls and um, your, your standard bumps of all types and various sizes, okay? So consistency and toughness cannot be underestimated here. The mental and physical empowerment you get from learning the bumps and gymnastics side of wrestling will carry you safely through your entire pro wrestling career. All right, Doing those bumps safely is how you can create longevity to where you can be a pro wrestler for many, many years to come. 
Now, John, before we started um, the business, you know, I was getting into pro wrestling, so I was, you showed me how to do some of the roles early on. Right. So I know how difficult those can be, and I consider myself a pretty athletic guy. Absolutely. And I usually pick stuff up pretty good. But I know I knocked the air out of myself several sure. times whenever I was just doing that basic front roll because I wasn't tucking the chin, yeah. I was pushing wrong or whatever, and just hit knocked the air out of myself, along with the getting a little bit dizzy Absolutely. and knowing where I was, like you mentioned. But I, so I do have one question yeah. here, though, because I know a lot of our guys, I, I know there's not a ton of wrestling schools out there, and mm-hmm. that's one of the problems we're trying to solve with some of the products we're looking at with that academy. Right. But if they're, if, you know, if you're rolling and you're trying to find ring position, mm-hmm. Would you just be able to set like 16 by 16, I think is the ring that we have here. Right. You know, but would you, I mean, in my head, if I was at home, I would just set some stuff in like as a corner post and yeah. kind of learn where it is. Is that, sure, would sure. that work? I think, yeah, if you can get access to a, I mean, a, a nice mat to roll on is great, but I mean, not that you couldn't roll on your carpet or something, honestly. But if you have a good, like, like, you know, a solid square, eight feet, 10 feet, something like that, at least where you can then position something, you know, put something to be like, well, this is going to represent the turnbuckles. This is going to represent the ropes or whatnot. And you do your roles in that positioning, even at, in the comfort of your own home or in your own garage or whatnot, or at a gym somewhere that maybe has some jujitsu mats or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yes, absolutely. I would recommend having something to kind of mark as like, okay, like I know I need to be tight with my role. I need to be consistent with my role right. where I'm coming up and I'm not too close to this object, which is representing the turnbuckle. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I know you said mm-hmm. um, in that very first podcast yeah. that we had, you know, you didn't touch a right. ring until your first until match. Until my first day. As a, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, just being able to train without one right. to be able to find that ring positioning, yeah, that was... It's. I mean, it's it's vital, guys. And, and kind of another thing that you can go back to talking about what Aaron was just saying about his experience with learning some of the first few roles, one of the biggest things... And uh, I briefly mentioned it there, but this can't be overlooked, is the, like, mental side of it. So your body is programmed, I mean, naturally so, to not want to fall down. I mean, that's, right, just, yeah. a, that's just a thing. You're triggered. Your, your, your mind is, it wants you, if you're falling, it wants you to put your arm out to brace yourself. It wants you to, you know, do various different things to keep your body safe. And a lot of times in pro wrestling with some of this stuff, we actually have to flip that switch off. And that can be one of the toughest things. That's why you can get somebody that's incredibly athletic already and, you know, has even some sports background or whatnot and put them into a pro wrestling ring and it all it doesn't always click immediately. They may be, you know, more than capable of hitting the physical stuff, but when it comes to the actual movements and the mental side of it all, it's very tough because they're yeah. they're built on protecting their body. Like I mean, that, and that's just how most human beings are. Yeah, so, I, I definitely yeah. had that mental block on learning some of those roles, particularly the one arm roll, right? Because I guess you're going faster yeah, when yeah, you're yeah, doing that sure. one, and to just kind of sacrifice the body to say, Absolutely. okay, I'm going to come through this. Right, yeah, it's, it's definitely it is. a little mental block. Heck yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy thing. You know, pro wrestling is a crazy thing in general, but we want to do it in a way that keeps us as safe and consistent as possible. All right, so we talked about that, guys. Let's move on to the next one. Now I'm going to talk about looking the part, okay? I will never stop preaching this. You have to look like an athlete. And yes, right now, you can listen to my voice and you can send me an email, you know, and and point to a dozen different examples of successful pro wrestlers who did not look like athletes. And why should that convince me of anything, guys? Because if there are literally thousands of pro wrestlers in the world and all you can give me is a dozen you know, examples of people who have made it without being physically impressive, it's not a very good example, okay? Don't shoot yourself in the foot just because you're like, well, I know I don't have to work out because Samoa Joe. I know I don't have to work out because Mick Foley. I know I don't have to work out because of Abyss or whoever else. Guys, 
Yes, those are phenomenal pro wrestlers, and they have achieved a level of of you know you know greatness in the business that I, that everybody should strive for. But you can't just be like, all right, I'm not. I'm gonna go ahead and cut the workout part of it out because I know that those guys don't look like pro wrestlers, quote unquote. I'll tell you right now, those guys have probably put in more hours in the gym than a lot of people that you know, yeah. and you know for 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 different reasons, for different styles and whatnot, they ended up with the body types that they have. And that's perfectly fine. But you cannot count, you know, put all your bets on that one horse that you don't have to look like an athlete. Now, there are no blanket rules in pro wrestling, okay? I'm not saying you have to be six foot four and jacked, but I am saying that this is sports entertainment. And to be considered a part of any sport, you should have some aspects of an athlete. Train your body to not just look good, but feel good. We've done plenty of episodes in the past where we discuss specifics on how a pro wrestler can optimize the relationship between their ring time and their gym time. We did a whole episode on cardio for the pro wrestler. We've done a whole episode on, on different movements. Um, the, the, I think we did the top five best moves for body control yeah. inside the ring. Things that you do in the gym to get you ready for the ring. So, guys, again, if you have missed out on those episodes and you're just now getting, if, you, if somebody turns you on to this podcast and you started with this episode, go back and hit those, okay? Because we tell you exactly what to do in the gym to help yourself in the ring. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm, I'm a, I love the David versus Goliath yeah. kind of wrestling matches mm-hmm. when you get a smaller guy in there. Um, but he has to be super athletic to, yeah. to really to sell it to, to me, you part, know, yeah. that he's going to be able to yeah. do it. But I mean, um, yeah, have to look the part in there. I never want to go to a show and think that I'm bigger or like I could yes. take the guy. Yes. So, and I tell you what, there's a couple of local guys here that yeah. in stature are smaller than me, and I'm not a big guy. I'm five nine. Right. So I mean, it, it takes quite a bit to be shorter than <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when you look at them. They're in shape, yeah. and then you see them moving the ring. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. they're doing things that are phenomenal Absolutely. Uh, when they're in there. It's super, so, super impressive. So if yeah. you're not going to be bigger, you definitely need to be able to move, like yeah. you're saying, in the one and just look the part. Right. Absolutely. I mean, even if you're just doing the bare minimum to, to get by and still maintain you know, some aspects of an athlete, so you can move safely, and that's another big part of it. Like You're going to be safer as a pro wrestler if you have some strength and you have some speed behind you. I mean, it's just, it's just as simple as that. All right, so we talked about looking the part, and just as important on the flip side of that coin is being the part, okay? So let's talk about that, what I mean by that. More importantly than simply looking the part, you have to actually be the part, and that means, you know, looking unique, not just physically, but in how you dress and in how you present yourself, okay? This also means that you must be able to go. You actually have to be able to put the way you look onto display into performance in the ring. If you look like an athlete, that is awesome. Now be sure that your training allows you to breathe like an athlete. And that really goes back to what I was just saying. We've got episodes about conditioning for the pro wrestler, cardio for the pro wrestler, about the best moves for body control as a pro wrestler, things you can do in the gym, because that's what I'm all about, guys. I'm about maximizing your minutes in the gym, okay? So you can train. You gotta train a lot to be a good pro wrestler, okay? You really do, in the ring, in the gym, all that good stuff. And I don't want you wasting your time, you know, just just plowing away on a treadmill for, for all this time and then missing your in-ring training or missing your weightlifting because you spent so much time doing this because you thought you had to have that for cardio, when in reality, you could be training something like a heavy medicine ball carry or, or, or a farmer's carry even or anything like that that is going to not only get you the conditioning that you want and add strength to you, but get you more better prepared to move as a pro wrestler inside of the ring. 
So maximizing your minutes, guys, optimizing that relationship between the ring and the gym. That's what we're all about here, and that's what we do this podcast for. So, guys, real quick, before we move on, would you drop us your email, okay? I'll put the link in the description. All you got to do is head on over there and drop us your email. You'll become part of our mailing list where we put all kinds of cool stuff out. We got banks of videos and stuff that we send out to you every single week, and you can stay up to date. It's free pro wrestling training delivered right to your inbox, guys. So check us out. All right. Let's talk about sharing your personality. So you have to be able to express yourself to a broad audience. I want the guy sitting eight rows back to be able to get an idea for your character even from where he is sitting. Okay, This means looking and acting differently by taking inventory of the locker room, what is and isn't working amongst other performers. Okay, One hugely common mistake is guys not being willing to pivot personality-wise and try new things when something isn't working. Okay, A lot of times, guys just get caught up in, in who they think they are at least, or who they're trying to be, and, and it's failing, but they have, you know, there is a time when maybe you double down on it and you really push hard and eventually it works, but there's also a time to where you have to sit back and take inventory of like, okay, I did this, it didn't get the response I wanted, it's not garnering me any excitement, it's not working for me, it's time to pivot, okay? Don't just devote everything to one single common style or one single style that you thought was unique for you that is just not paying off in any way possible. So, and, and the way to kind of figure that out, where you might need to pivot, is what I was just saying. Take an inventory of the locker room. You know, now you, yeah, I'm talking to, you know, you've become a pro wrestler at this point, but this is good for anyone who, who's even thinking about becoming a pro wrestler. Look around. Yeah, and watch think, the matches, look around. Well, yeah, watch the matches, learn. What can I do that's different? What could I do that could possibly add something brand new to this pro wrestling company or this organization? You know, I'm not saying give up on something early. I am saying that sometimes you have to experiment to see what clicks. You may be missing out on true success by ignoring that little idea that's in the back of your mind. All right. This also means being able to verbally express your personality, your promo skills, or your public speaking. You know, it's absolutely crucial to lasting success as a pro wrestler, being able to verbalize everything that you do and being able to really, really own that up, you know, mm-hmm. hone that up, own that ability up. And we, we have a whole episode in the past about creating the perfect, crafting the perfect pro wrestling promo, the steps you need to go through to tell a good story, the ways that you can improve it, you know, by watching yourself in a mirror, by recording yourself and really watching, you know, cutting a promo um, fast with a deep voice, cutting a promo a little slower, you know, yeah. different ways. Do that. You can do that on your own time. Do your homework, guys. You're not just working when you're at the arena or at the building. You should be working on your own time, right? You're you're a you know you're an independent pro wrestler. You're a small business. You got to be out there working and getting your stuff better and better and better every single time. So if you're not recording yourself, being like, okay, I got to cut this promo. I know my bullet points. I know what I'm going to say. Um, would it be better if I said it angry or sad? Cut them both. Watch them back. Show them to someone and see what they think. Um, it's just, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's, you're not going to get hurt either way, seeing which one is better, which one's worse, which one do you like better, which way did, you know, cutting your eyes this way or moving your cheeks this way or opening your mouth this way or snarling in this situation or smiling here. All these things can add to a different, you know, level of connection for the fans with your promos and whatnot. So don't be afraid to experiment because promo skills, absolutely crucial. Um, you know, we've talked about this in the past. Can you sum up your character in just a few sentences? If you were trapped in an elevator 
with a potential employer, a potential, potential booker or owner of a company, what is the elevator pitch that you would make to them to hire you for being unique? You know, what could you bring to their company that's unique? You should be able to express your value in just a few short sentences. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, it's super, super important. We're going to help you with that along the way, I hope. And we're going to, we're going to find ways to really get you guys, because I want you guys to think about that so badly, that elevator pitch. It's a really important thing that we kind of just came up with. You know, Aaron helped me develop that right here on the podcast. And, and it's, it's something that's always stuck with me. What would your elevator pitch be to help yourself become a know a new hiree for a or a promoter or something yeah i mean you're you're competing with the thousands and thousands of other people Mm -hmm. you know you you need to have everything in line especially being able to sell yourself or sell your character or or sell how you're going to solve the problem that you know the company you're working for is looking you know whatever their needs are that's right so um man i love this one you know character stuff is my favorite yeah you know i love i I, I, we've been talking the last few weeks about character ideas i've had sure just personally because you mentioned on one of the past podcasts about yeah doing the complete opposite that you would be uncomfortable with so i I was like man what would i do so i came up with a a character that was a um, a heel because in my head being a heel would just be hard for me difficult yeah yeah so i came up with a character for that and i tell you what i mean i've been you know i worked on that probably for four or five days right. and I kind of crafted it. I tested it out on my boy. There you go. I went in there and I was like the character yeah, 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 yeah. and it spooked him. He was sitting there playing his <laughs> iPad and I walked in and doing, he's like, dad, what are you doing? Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, but you're trying that stuff out and really honing in the craft. It's, it's, and it's important. I mean, right there, what you've done, even that small amount that you did, you know, with your son and stuff at home, like if you then went to apply for WWE or AEW and they asked you on the spot, like, okay, like I, I get your character, but now can you tell me how this would be as a bad guy? Right. You've at least tried something now. You wouldn't be completely blank, which you may have been before where you're like, well, I'm, you know, the worst thing you could say to a, a potential, you know, promoter at that situation would be like, well, I, I'm not a bad guy though. So yeah. like, why would I do that? It's like, no, no, no. You, you have to. I remember very, very early in my career as a pro wrestler, I used to always travel with the buddy. We trained together. We traveled together, and we would often wrestle each other together. And we went to a company, and, and I remember the promoter specifically looking at both of us. We had been brought in by a, a, a business partner of his, and he hadn't met us yet, but it was, this is mm-hmm. the top guy of the promotion. And he was just like, um, he looked at my buddy. My buddy was fairly a clean-cut guy, and he's just like, are you, know, are you a baby face or a heel? And my buddy said, oh, I'm the heel. And and the promoter was just like, oh, we really don't need any pretty boy heels. We have we have one already. And my buddy, his response was, I guess I'm a babyface. And he's right. like, that's a perfect answer, man. Yeah. Perfect answer. That's exactly what we need. So there you go, man. What what would you say in that instance if you if you know, or what would he say to you in that instance if you were like, well, I'm sorry, man. I'm a heel. That's what I do. I'm a bad guy. I mean, well, we don't need you tonight, man. He right? doesn't need you tonight. He doesn't need you and next weekend or the weekend after now that. Now you're not working. Because okay? he's got a guy. And now you've probably spot. got a reputation for being a little harder to deal with, you know, or being being too naive to understand when you can you need to pivot in that moment. So keep that in mind, guys. Um, we talked about some really cool stuff today. I really enjoyed this episode. Like I said, go back. I referenced a whole bunch of episodes yeah. in the archives that you should go back and listen to because they are awesome. Free pro wrestling training delivered straight to your wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, iTunes. Please give us a follow on there. Rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out tremendously to keep this podcast free. Also, follow us on YouTube, How to Become a Pro Wrestler, all kinds of cool videos on there. And also, some people listen to podcasts on YouTube. We got some episodes on there as well. Yeah. So go listen to that as well if that's how you do it. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event.
And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.